Uh, Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stream of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon the spirit of the wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and, and the mind, and the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Let's all stand together and look to page 245 and you celebrate the hymnal. Oh, come, oh, come.
just all the many blessings that you've given us for the grace and mercy that you gave us in sending your your son to just die on the cross for our sins. Yeah. We just ask you to just uh, to just be mindful of that. We just ask you to send your Holy Spirit that we might be obedient in, in service and worship to you. Lord, we just ask you to just uh, be with anyone that, that's not able to be here, uh, if they're providentially hindered. Lord, we just uh, ask you to be with those that had a desire to be here and, and could not. Um, Lord, we especially ask you to be with anyone that just had no desire here, that you would reach yes, out God. to them and touch their hearts and just draw them closer to you, that, that they might know the forgiveness of sins and salvation. But we just ask you to just, uh, as we're going through this time and, and families are traveling, that you would watch over those that are traveling and far from home. Um, we especially ask that you would be with uh, just those that are in the military that are serving our, our country and protecting us and, and guarding our freedom, that you would watch over them, uh, just bless them for the service that they give to us. But we just ask you to uh, just be with us through the rest of this service. If there's anyone that would have a part in this service, that you would just uh, touch their hearts yes. and, and guide them to, to just share what, uh, what would be your will. And we just ask you to go with us through the rest of this, this day and uh, bless us in this service. All this we ask in Jesus' sweet name. Amen. 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 You can be seated. Look at page uh, 278. 278. You know the song we just sung? Oh, come and come, Emmanuel. That's the reflection of the type of kingdom that, uh, that's coming. The Messiah is coming. Messiah, but he's, he's coming for uh, judgment and peace. And uh, we are celebrating this Christmas season. And now let's sing this song here. Angels will be a little high. Angels will be a little
afternoon. I, I mentioned this earlier this morning. We uh, come and put our back, put the uh, the baskets together with the fruit and everything. And uh, anyhow, went and distributed those, and what a blessing that was. And if you wasn't here, that was a uh, you know to go out and do that. That was a great blessing again to me and to many others, but especially the ones we shared with. But uh, you know, singing the carols that we sang, I enjoyed that so much, a lot, and I know Brother Royce did, and many others. But I want to get some of us up here to sing. It was to help us sing some beautiful Star of Bethlehem. Everybody knows this song. Come on up. I got some books up here, and uh, it would help out on this song. Sister Sayer, you come and help us out. He didn't want to come. Michael, you come.
watch uh, TV unless I'm watching a, something, a video, some singing or preaching or fiddle play. And uh, sometimes piano play. Um, but I can't tell you when I've ever watched a TV program or uh, really watched a movie. But I thought about this song this morning before I ever got out of bed. And this is what I thought about. If anything catches my attention on TV or if a movie starts coming on, if it says, based on a true story, I'll, uh, I'll kind of set up and pay attention to that, see if it's something I'm interested in, based on a true story. And our celebration of Christmas is not just based on a true story, it is a true story. Amen. Praise the Lord. And... Uh, I'm so grateful uh, to, to know the living Savior today, know and have experienced His birth in my heart. I just Amen. want to say that. It's not just, but it is a true story. Sure. Amen. 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 Emily, you come on up. I think she has one she wants to share with us.
anybody have anything before we uh, turn over to Brother Steve? My Lord. Good job. Everybody. It sure has been a blessing to be here this morning. Sure. Yeah, so Brother Steve, I will turn it to you. Good job, Sister Emily. That was a that was a great song. And, uh, I'm thrilled to be here this morning, and i um, been looking forward to uh, getting back to church. And um, I want to say I appreciate uh, those that went out and did the caroling and the delivering of the fruit baskets, and and uh, I. I know it was such a blessing to those that, that, uh, that and I believe that we receive a blessing ourselves when we, when we see the joy on those folks that uh, when we come by and, and visit and uh, there's a lot of a lot of people that don't have a lot of folks come by and visit them and they really cherish that and it means a whole lot so I I really appreciate the effort that was put uh, put forth uh, there and um, I want to make mention of this one more time. We, some of you that may not have been here earlier in the service, uh, you may already know it, but Brother Ian Stone passed away uh, yesterday afternoon, yesterday evening. Uh, and uh, it's kind of been a, a shock to, to, uh, to uh, uh, Blunt and Marshall and Coleman County, uh, uh, him and his family, uh, as Brother Michael mentioned were uh, very instrumental in, uh, well, I guess they've, they've been a help to every church around here. That's just about the easiest way I know how to put it. Uh, uh, first revival that I, first summer revival that I ever tried to moderate, Brother Enos was our helper, our evangelist, and, and uh, he really was a help to me because he knew that I was young and young in the ministry and and, uh, and and boy he was such a help to me the messages that he has preached uh down through his life there's some of them that just stick with me that i think about uh, a lot of times but and uh, and how i've always been amazed at how he could do revival after revival after revival without a break and uh, and still hold up just just amazed me but, uh, but let's pray uh, for Brother Eric and Brother Greg and Sister Jeanette. They're, they're, I know they're heartbroken right now. And uh, we pray for them. Uh, again, those that's ready to meet the Lord, I'm, I'm kind of envious of them. And uh, uh, one of these days, uh, uh, the Lord tears is coming. We'll all, uh, we will uh, all be called out of here. And if we're right with God, uh, everything will be all right. I'm glad of that today. I really am. Good to see each one of you that's here today. Some of you's come in since I had a chance to go around and shake your hand, but we love you today and glad that you're you're here today. And um, uh, if you will turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians, the tenth chapter, tenth uh, chapter of 1 Corinthians, and. Um, <laughs> I'd like to uh, read a few verses here that Paul wrote to the church at Corinth. And uh, 
and maybe hopefully that you can get something uh, something out of this. And, uh, I want us to think um, think on a few things. I want us to think about uh, that for every temptation that we face, there is an escape route. There is a way to escape. I want you to think about that. And I also want you to think about uh, self-confidence. Um, we encourage, uh, I remember I had some teachers tell me, said, when I was in school, they said, you need to be more self-confident. And, and, and to, a, to an extent, they were right. Um, but spiritually speaking, self-confidence can be a destroyer in our life. It can cause us a lot of trouble and misery. And, and I believe that that's the self-confidence that the Apostle Paul is speaking about here in the 10th chapter. And then uh, also uh, watching our step, being careful how we, how we walk uh, our Christian life and this walks of life, how we walk and, 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 and uh, thinking. Uh, uh, a lot of times both say and think before we speak and, and uh, boy, I've had to really work on that with, with myself. But uh, uh, I'm going to start reading to you here in the first verse. It says, Moreover, brethren, I would not have, uh, not that ye should be ignorant how that our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea and did eat the same spiritual meat. Did all eat the same spiritual meat. And did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of the spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with many of them God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. You remember we talked about this morning in Sunday school, we talked about the remnant. There, there's always a remnant. And uh, the Bible teaches us that there will be a remnant uh, of Israel, of the Israelites that will be that will be saved, uh, and I think we can say that there will just there will be a remnant of this world that will be that will be saved today. Uh, Brother Michael pointed out in Sunday school that that's a very very small part, but he says, uh, but with many of them God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things. Uh, were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Neither be ye uh, idolaters as were some of them as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication as some of them uh, committed and fail in one day three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happened unto them for in samples, and they are written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth, 
Take heed lest he fall. There hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able. But will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able uh, to bear it. And I'm going to go ahead and read the 14th verse. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from my adultery. And uh, as we look at this scripture, uh, uh, we know that Paul here is speaking to the Corinthians, the church at Corinth. And this was, a, 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 according to history, this was the church uh, that was founded on Paul's second missionary journey. And, and, and here he's writing a letter to them. It had become, evidently, it had become infected by its surroundings. It had, the church had become uh, infected by what was going on there in Corinth. And evidently, there was some, I'm not real deep in studying about, uh, about Corinth and what all was going on there, but evidently there was some some bad things going on and uh, uh, Paul was concerned and probably had good reason to be concerned that it had filtered over into the church. And, and uh, that happens a lot of times. You know, we in Blount County are fortunate uh, and we're blessed that we live where we live. I, uh, when I tell somebody, when somebody asks me where I live, I never tell them in an ashamed way where I live or in a way that, that, uh, that I would look like I was wishing I was living somewhere else. But uh, I'll say I live in Winville, uh, just east of Susanmore. They don't know where Wimble is, but if you say Susmore, they kind of know. And if you say Sneed, their ears will really perk up. And so uh, I, I say that because I, I am thankful for where I live. I really am. I'm thankful for the county that I live in. And although we've got problems in our county, we do. We've got, all of us have neighbors somewhere down the road uh, that are living wickedly every day. And, uh, 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 but I'm glad that we here at the church, uh, uh, we, we're not faced as with as much as maybe this church at Corinth might have been faced with here. And, and that's no excuse. That's no excuse for the church to let these things filter in. Uh, but, but this was what was happening over there uh, uh, at Corinth. Uh, these were a lot of Greeks, and, and, and Greeks took pride in learning and philosophy. They, they were big into that. And, and, and they, they, put a lot of, they put a lot of pride in that. And, and, uh, but one problem with them was the Bible teaches us that they were addicted to immorality. Although they were very smart book smart, uh, they were big in philosophy and all, and all kind of learning. They wanted to learn more. They were big about that. But, but they were addicted to immorality. That sounds like a lot of folks in our country today, doesn't it? That they're, they're very, very intelligent, uh, uh, but they just can't keep away from sin. They just have a tendency to go with it. And, and it was breaking Paul's heart that this church was allowing some of this stuff to come in. Now, just like anywhere else, not everybody in the church was allowing that. Uh, it, it, was not, it was not in a hole, but there was some of it coming in. And so Paul felt need to write 
this to them uh, to encourage them. I believe today that we as God's people, we need, we need correction. We need encouragement. We need to be guided. Uh, I know I do. Amen. I'm uh, on my own. I'll fall in a ditch every time, but I need the encouragement of the Word of God. I need the encouragement the church gives today. And so uh, uh, Paul was trying to be this uh, to the church uh, at, at Corinth. It was, it was Paul's desire uh, to purify this church. Not that he could purify it himself, but it was his desire to point them back to the one that could and the one that would. And so uh, he, uh, he, he began to uh, he began to write this epistle, and I believe that this was the reason uh, that he wrote this. He cautions against uh, uh, idolatry. He cautions against fornication. He cautions against murmuring and tempting Christ and uh, all these things. And uh, 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 we know that the murmuring that he was talking about, and, and praise God, I'm glad that we've got the history of the Old Testament uh, that gives us an example of what can happen or what will happen to those that reject God, those that turn away from Him. A lot of times we don't like to think about that. Somebody will say, preacher, preach to me about a loving God, uh, and I want to do that today. But there's also a God of wrath. And, 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 and back over here in these 40 years in the wilderness, uh, 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 there was they did things so much to anger God and again it wasn't everybody uh, but there was some and, 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 and so the murmuring part we remember came when whatever things were not going exactly the way that the children of Israel thought they should go or maybe they thought they were going to have to wait a little longer than they wanted to for a meal or for a drink of water uh, the first blame went to their leaders, went to Moses and Aaron, and they, they, they began to take their complaints uh, to them. And, and really and truly, uh, the Bible teaches us that, when, that uh, uh, and, and I believe it was uh, God told Samuel over there uh, in one place, he said, they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting me. They're rejecting me. And so when we, when we, when we do that, we begin to murmur, uh, we're actually saying, uh, uh, God, you don't know what you're doing. We know better about what we need uh, today. And so that was, the, that was what uh, the Apostle Paul uh, was warning them uh, about and, and cautioning them. Uh, fornication had become a, evidently a problem here in, in, in Corinth. And, 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 and idolatry and, 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 and that meaning uh, uh, folks having idols that they were putting before God that they were uh, worshiping and, and I, I think they had a problem with uh, uh, folks uh, uh, lusting uh, after other people's wives and wives lusting after other folks husbands and maybe unmarried people just lusting after one another and so all kind of uh, 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 sexual activity was going on here and uh, this was displeasing to God. And Paul, uh, God, I believe, sent Paul to go and to show them and to bring them back over there to the 40 years in the wilderness where their fathers were and show them uh, what uh, God did to those uh, that sinned against him today. And so uh, we begin to look, and he says here uh, uh, in this verse, 
He says, Wherefore let him that thinketh he stand, I take heed, lest he fall. And I believe what he's talking about here uh, is self-confidence. And I, I believe today that if we're not careful, uh, that we can become so self-confident in ourselves that we on our own can make intelligent, right decisions. I'm going to tell you something, Brother John. Uh, the older I get, the more I consult God about every decision uh, that I make. It used to be only on decisions that, that were going to uh, be a major uh, financial burden on me. But now I found out that if I'll just go ahead and consult Him about every decision that I make, no matter how little or how small it is, amen, and not stand on my own wisdom and understanding, but stand on His today, seek His leadership and His guidance, amen, become less self-sufficient of myself and put, put more confidence and more sufficiency in what God gives today, amen. And stand on thus saith his word today. These folks evidently had become uh, very uh, uh, self-centered and self-dependent. Amen. Now, I'm going to tell you something today. You want to see a Christian uh, start to fall and start to crash. Uh, you let him begin to be more about himself than who lives down inside of him. Amen. I'm going to tell you today, I can't even walk. Praise God without, I tell you, the writer of that song must have known Jesus because he, he said in the words, I can't even walk without him holding my hand today. If I just get away from him for a little while, amen, and I say, Lord, I believe I can coast a little while on my own. I, you've helped me. You've been good to me. I, I, but I think for a little while, I'll just try to ride this one out. I, I'll find out, amen, I, I, that I'm no match for my adversary, I, the devil I, that's going to and fro. I'm seeking whom he may desire. I, I, they said he was like a roaring lion today. I, I'm no match for him. I, I, so I need to be dependent I, upon God. I, I, we live in a society I, I, where a lot of folks today I, I teach their children I, I, to be dependent I, upon the government. I, and I'm sad to say that a lot of them are today. I, I, but I'm going to tell you how the government is not my father. I, it's not the one that raises me. I, I, but today, I, I become more dependent I, upon Jesus Christ I, and His wisdom I, and His understanding today. Amen. 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 <laughs> Watching our step today. Paul said, teaches us to be careful how we stand lest we fall. Amen. I don't have near as many scabs and bruises and cuts on me as I did when I was 12 or 13 years old. When I was going through my adolescence, I, my body outran my mind. And I would, just like any other young person, you fail a lot, you, you tried to do things that you didn't need to try to do, jump over something you didn't need to try to jump over. And I failed a lot of times. And I had scars to show for where I failed. But Brother Ricky, the older I get, 
somebody said, preacher, it's because you're old. It's not because you're But I'm going to tell you something. The older I get, the more I watch my spirit. Boy, I'm looking down all the time. Amen. I was one that thought handrails on a set of steps were foolishness. And I found them to be very important. In fact, I like when they put a yellow stripe on the step. That helps even more. Amen? I'm more careful lest I fall. Because I know that I'm at the age now, and it's not going to get any better that if I fall, it'll take a lot longer to recover if we recover. Yes. Paul was trying to get over to the Corinthians to be careful how they stand. Be careful how they walk. Be careful in everything that they do lest they fall. The children of Israel over there in the wilderness, they would go along with it for a while. They would watch their step for a while. They would try to stay in tune with God for a while. But when Adam man and them began to come out and their, their natural earthly desires begin to take preference in their life, amen, they would fall. They'd step out on their own and they would fall. Well, I'm glad today that we talk about temptations. You know, we're bad sometimes to say that so-and-so over here, bless their heart, they got more temptations than anybody does. But actually, that's not true. Paul said that these temptations are common amongst men. They're common. It's not, we shouldn't be uh, really uh, just overthrown or, 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 or just out of the way about these things, but these are things that are common unto men, is these temptations that come along. I'm persuaded to believe that you, if you allow yourself to socialize and hang around and, and be a part of a certain group of people, that you may put yourself into more temptations than you would by hanging around folks that know the Lord. Right. I'm, I'm persuaded to believe that. But here's what Paul went and told them. He said there's no temptation that the Lord will not make a way of escape. Thank you, Lord. Thank Everything you. that we go to. So somebody may say, well, I don't know why I'm going through all of this. I'm just tempted to lay her down. I'm just tempted not to go back to church. I'm just tempted to do this. But for every temptation that the devil puts before you and I today, there is a way of escape. Therefore, Therefore, we have no, we have no uh, uh, way to justify ourselves to say that uh, we fell into this temptation because the devil made us do it today. Boy, if you don't think the devil is working hard on folks today? Man, I know this is Christmas season. I'd rather be talking about the birth of Christ. But the, you don't think today that the temptations that folks have today and, the, and, the, and the, 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 what people allow themselves to get into. And it always starts off with something small. The Bible teaches us 
uh, it, it, that, that these things come little by little by little. But before we know it, we can be off there. No wonder I need to come to church. Amen. I'm not as close as them folks that can worship at home. And they say they worship at home and they're well and easy to come to church. And uh, uh, they worship at home and be close to God. I have to have what I get over here at Liberty. I do. I do. And brethren, if we ever come in and y'all say there ain't going to be no singing and no testimonies or no nothing, we're just going to turn it over to you. Boy, I hate that. <laughs> but I, I need what I can feel over here in the house of God. Amen. And, and it helps me. It helps me because I know that as soon as I step out this door, that the devil is going to throw, they're common to me and they're common to you. They're going to happen. It would be nice if when we got saved, we were immune and no more temptations. <laughs> Christ, the devil tried to tempt Christ over there when Christ fasted and he hungered. And the devil was telling him what he could do to get bread and turn stones into bread and all these things. But he resisted that. He resisted that. And I believe that Paul was telling this church at Corinth, amen, he'll give you an escape route. He will give you an escape route. You can get out of these things. I remember Peter one time told Jesus, said, though all men offend thee, I'll never offend thee. Never. Boy, he wasn't watching his step, was he? No. Boy, you'd like to be able to say that. I'd love to be able to say that and know that I could. I'll never offend that. He told that to Jesus at his face, and Jesus knew exactly. Within a short period of time, what he was going to Peter became offended as he was following Jesus afar off. And they were carrying Jesus from court to court. And he was trying to stay back out of the way, unseen. He just wanted to see what was going on. And when he was accused of being a follower of Christ, he denied that and he was offended. At that time, he was offended by Christ. I'm going to tell you, I'm so glad that after that old booster got up there and crowed and that conviction came down, the Bible said that Peter wept bitterly after that. Amen. And I believe from that point on, Peter started watching his step. He was careful about what he said. Amen. He was careful about bragging too much about how close he was to Jesus. Amen. But he began to, to watch his step and to be careful how he stood lest he fall. He knew what it was to fall today. I want to encourage each and every one of you today. Let's watch our step. Everywhere that we go, let's watch our step. I'm finding out that it that it saves me a lot of heartache and a lot of trouble if I'll just stop and take a moment and consider what God would have me to do. Maybe I need to wear that bracelet that a lot of folks wear. Consider, consider what God would have me to do. Amen. And then, and a lot of times when we're talking about stepping and walking, 
And then it becomes us to step out of our way. When God shows us what he would have us to do and his plans didn't fit into our plans, that's not the way that we had it figured out. But to have enough faith to step out on faith and believe that if we'll follow what he would have us to follow, that everything's going to all work out. The next time that you fall into temptation, if you're like me, it won't be very long. When you do, look for that escape route that God said he would give, a way of escape that he said he would give. He doesn't make you take that escape route, just like he doesn't make you believe and be saved. But he offers that escape. <coughs> and I realize temptation is something today that's it, it's so great. I know it is. I know it is. Preachers, I'll speak for myself. Pastors, a lot of times we're tempted. We're tempted to just <coughs> say, well, I've gone about as far as I can go. We're tempted sometimes just to lay her down. Not because we quit believing in, in God or we quit believing in Jesus Christ but because the temptation of what we're facing sometimes just seems like it'd be easier just to lay her down and go the other direction. But I won't be careful how I walk and I won't step out on faith. And I believe that if we'll walk with Him every step of the way, every decision that we make, you know there's consequences that come with a bad decision. Doesn't mean that you lose your salvation, but it can sure cost you a lot of peace and joy by the decisions that we make in this life. Wouldn't you a whole lot rather know that you know that you know that what you're doing is okay with God? Wouldn't you rather know that? Boy, I would call my daddy. My daddy wasn't the smartest man in the world, but I thought he was at one time. And I call. I would call him, especially after Blenda and I got married and and I was having to make some decisions that I never had to make before. And I'd call my dad and I'd say, uh, Dad, I, I'm not sure quite what to do on this here. I don't want to. And, and, and it seemed like Dad always had uh, some wisdom and understanding that he would give me. He wouldn't, he wouldn't tell me, you've got to do it this way or you've got to do it that way. But he, would, he was free and liberal with giving me wisdom and understanding. I don't have daddy to call anymore about that. I sure do miss it, but I don't have him to call. But I tell you what I do have. I've got a heavenly father, a great counselor, amen, that's willing to count. See, he wants to counsel us today. He wants to lead us and guide us and direct us. Paul was warning these folks, man, y'all were so on fire when, when the church was first set up. But now you're letting some of this stuff creep in. Look what happened to your fathers back over here when they allowed <coughs> this to creep into their lives. Boy, I'm glad today that, that we can take warning from the Old Testament. Oh, praise God today. Mm -hmm. Praise God. I take warning from things that happen around me. Amen? I've seen drug addicts that, that, have, that have just drug their self up so much 
that even after they got off of them, their mind wasn't right. Just wasn't right. Bless their heart. They're trying to do good and do right, but they couldn't tell you if it's raining because of what they did to their brain. Paul's warning these people. Amen. When the temptation comes, flee from that. Go the other direction. Come get us a song. Amen. Boy, I love y'all today. I really do. 638. I want you to stay. 638.